Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. The following is a Hoopball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoopball DFS Today podcast. I'm your host, Mike Patria, joined by none other than the wonderful Brent Eckersley. Uh, I, I was about to say, uh, you know, how you doing? How was your weekend? How's your night? But good morning. How's, your, how's the start of your week? <laughs> I always forget, man. I'm gonna, it's going to take an adjustment, but I, I think next <laughs> show I'll get it for sure. Yeah, Monday morning over here. Good weekend. Uh, you know, just a bit of family stuff and little bit of basketball and uh, yeah all, all is good how is uh how is your sunday night and how is your weekend weekend's good man weekend was good uh you know some of it was cleaning up a little bit we got hit by a pretty big uh i guess it was a tropical storm yeah but, i uh, heard, heard that on the uh, on one of the pods during the week oh yeah trees down and so a lot of it was you know cleaning up the yard a little bit and then i uh I had to get tedious stuff, the grocery shop and all that good stuff, but uh, I got it all done. I got I had some time to watch some hoops and, uh, you know, hang out with my buddies for a little while. I don't get to see too often. Uh, it was my uh, goddaughter's uh, birthday party. She just turned one, so spent some time oh, over there, too. Awesome. Yeah, good time seeing when you get the close family and friends, and uh, they're Italian, so they always have, like, a mean spread of food when you go there, so that, oh, that was nuts. Uh, so I left there with, like, two plates and... I'll probably be in that tonight as well. Yeah, nice leftovers. Love it. Yeah, man. But we got uh, we got some good stuff to talk about. It's only a five game card, so uh, not the biggest card, but still some pretty big stuff that we have to go over in it. But before we jump into anything, just a quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, Manscaped. Uh, you guys hear us talk about it, but go get this grooming kit, guys. It's uh, it's insane. You're getting six things uh, for about under a hundred dollars because you're going to use promo code Hoopball. 20 to get to uh, 20% off plus free shipping. So uh, you can take all this home for about 80 bucks, man. It's a conditioner. You have a toner. You have body wash. You have a nice set of briefs. And then to top it all off, the piece de resistance, the lawnmower 3.0. Uh, it's a great kit, guys. And you use that promo code HoopBall20. You get that 20% off and free shipping. Uh, you know, it's time. Get the luxury, guys. You'll thank me later. But we're going to jump right into this, brother. we got some decent things to talk about. We have OKC going against the Phoenix Suns. This game's going to take off at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so not not too early. So we've been seeing a couple of those 1.30 and 12.30 tip-off games recently. Uh, but this game's coming out right now at about a 2.24 over under. Phoenix being favored by 4.5, rightfully so, considering uh, they haven't lost, man. They can't lose. Uh, OKC has not released any, uh, their injury report yet, so a lot of that we'll still be waiting on. I assume Dennis Schroeder will, will still be out, uh, and then we're going to be waiting to hear on no, uh, Nerlens Noel and Steven Adams. Uh, and as far as Phoenix, Aaron Baines, uh, Eli Okobo uh, are both ruled out, and Kelly Oubre Jr. is being considered doubtful at the moment. Uh, so once you run through, we'll start with this Phoenix team, because I think we just know more about what's actually going on with their starting lineup right now. Um, okay. Who are you looking at in this, in this Phoenix side of the ball? Oh man, the Suns are just going great guns over there. They haven't lost, and you know, and so well in the bubble. Um, good to see. I, I I can't wait to see a game. Hopefully, it's probably not going to be this one though, because it's uh, going to happen, you know, in the middle of the night for me. But uh, that's okay. I'll get to the next one. Um, yeah, starting to really show some good signs. The Suns, they got some decent depth. Um, you know, they've found some some really nice piece guys here, like Campaign and and cam johnson and you know some other guys floating around and and it's just good to see him playing so well uh first guy here it's probably a fairly obvious call mike but i'm just going to go straight to the big guy uh deandre ayton uh he's going to be going up against potentially mike muscala so 
uh, you know, if Nerlens and, and Stephen Adams can't get up, uh, this, this is just smash territory. Um, you know, no center defense to really hold him up. He's been on a massive run. He's, he's basically had 49, 33 and 48 DK points in his last four, uh, last three of his last four. Um, but yeah, just, just load him up here. Um, there, there are some players that are slightly cheaper. Rudy Gobert's 400 bucks cheaper, but uh, on DK we're talking. But, uh, yeah, Aiton's just got all the upside here. Uh, what do you think? I'm with you. I think just the simple fact, like you said, that he might be going against Mike Buscala, uh, and that just be, you know, a beautiful matchup for him. AK is a fair price stack. Power forward eligibility helps him out on DK. So I'm with you. I think Aiton's going to be my top play. I want to play Rubio. Uh, but the minutes just haven't been there. And we kind of knew this, anticipated this when they were talking about him coming into the bubble. He was going to be limited. Uh, you know, he's really only played over 30 minutes once since, uh, you know, the bubble's really kicked back off. So um, it's hard to pay that 6500 price tag. You can easily get that 35 occasionally. I think he even got a 40 against Dallas. Uh, but not the best matchup. And without that, you know, minutes upside, I, I can't really trust him. So. Um, never going to talk you off a of Booker. Probably won't have too many shares of him. I think I'm mostly just going to be looking at Aiton for this Phoenix team. Yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, Booker's in a good matchup against uh, Gilgis Alexander. I don't mind that. 8,700's high, but, you know, he's not really gone under uh, value since he got into the bubble. He's just another level. He's, he's matchup proof pretty much. He's, you know, a good play here and, and maybe high owned, but, um, yeah, the Suns are just thriving. So uh, it's it's hard to go away from either of these guys, um, Aiton or Booker. I, I think that Aiton's the play, though. Um, uh, yeah, you mentioned Rubio. That that matchup's not for me in this one. Um, the other guys, I guess you you could you know throw in the two cams here, Cam Johnson campaign. Um, he, Cam Johnson, he, he's just come to play in the bubble. He's he's obviously in favour with the coach. He's getting. Uh, 36 minutes plus in his last three, I think, uh, topped out at 40 minutes, you know, against Dallas. He's had high DK points. He's, you know, just just going well. And, and you know, you can play him at small forward or power forward on DK. So it gives us some versatility at a, at a $5,200 price tag. I don't mind that. Um, you? Uh, he's like one of those guys where if I land on him or if he rounds out my lineup, I don't find him because I know the That's upside's it. there and the minutes make me feel pretty pretty decent about his floor. He's not a great point per minute guy. I mean, I think we you just see a correlation. His big games come in the games where he's got he's grabbing boards. He's had a few double digit rebound games. I think at one point during the bubble, he was averaging about ten and a half rebounds per game up until our last one where he kind of uh, you know I want to say he struggled, but he only played twenty seven minutes, so they didn't, they didn't need to get a huge run out of him. Um, all right, man. We'll move over to OKC. And like we said, uh, New Orleans Noel, Stephen Adams, both questionable. Adams, uh, he, he was ter- he was messing with everyone's hearts a little bit uh, during that Saturday game. Uh, early game, it was first one on the slate. He was ruled out, basically said doubtful coming into the day. And then about two or three hours before, they said, you know what, he's available to play. And then about 20 minutes before the game started, they scratched him again. Uh, and then in about 10 minutes after that, they decided to scratch Noel as well. So a lot of a lot of funky things happen in that right now. I guess you know we can consider them both questionable without you know seeing the official injury report. Uh, both these guys out. I think you said it before. Muscala likely draw the start and should see decent minutes. Wouldn't expect the full workload out of him. But uh, who would you be targeting if both these guys are out going against the Phoenix team? Yeah. So Mike Muscala is an interesting play. He's only thirty two hundred, so he's probably going to hit value there, but. Uh, I'm actually just going straight to Darius Baisley here for a value play. He's only $100 more on DK. I think he's got a much better upside than Mascala with the two centers out and and should get uh, some serious minutes. Um, both of the guys are uh, decent bench bigs here for OKC, but I'm probably favoring Baisley. Um, maybe you can pivot them against each other. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, he's been getting decent run and uh, I mean, he, he's he's streaky. When his shot's falling, he's going to be in good shape. I mean, last game he shot uh, 61% from the field against Washington. Oh. It was a plus matchup. Uh, and the, But you know what? Doubles did shot attempts over the past two games. And both those games were pretty much outpaced games against Washington and Memphis. So I don't mind him. He's near mid-salary. I mean, if you get 20 out of him, you'll take it. Uh, you just got to make sure that you're hitting good on all the other spots. Yeah, that's it. And there are uh, there are, sorry, there are other spots here available on, on the Thunder team. Um, probably not 
looking at the the two guards here too much. Um, Chris Paul on a back to back. That's that's a slight worry for me at, at eighty two hundred. Uh, SGA versus Booker. Yeah, you know that's okay, seven thousand. But uh, he hasn't really uh, shone out in in the bubble. In you know he hasn't had that big line yet. And maybe it happens here, but I'm just going to move away and and probably head closer. Uh, sorry, to more towards um. Gallinari here what do you think yeah I think Gallinari would probably be the first you know starter uh I'm looking to play out of you know Shea him uh and Chris Paul I just like his upside if these two centers are out give him more rebounding upside he should be able to take advantage of uh whoever they play at the four whether it's Cam Bridges um and they could probably even get away with running him at the five against eight and he's not going to play good defense at all but he should be able to take advantage of him on the perimeter so um, I like. I think that price tag fair. The only thing you ever have to worry about Gallo is is the minutes, um, but this yeah. should be fairly close game. I'm not expecting this to be anything crazy. Uh, I wouldn't be expecting 35 or 36 minutes, but if we can get a solid, you know, 29 to 32 out of him, I think he should be able to return 5x on 6200. Yeah, I think you can expect those kind of minutes for sure. And and as you said, you know, I don't really think it matters where they play him in in this lineup against Phoenix. He's going to get his shots up. Absolutely, man. All right, we'll keep it moving. Uh, next game has a little bit more juice to it, considering it's probably going to be everyone's value game. And it looks like it's the Dallas Mavericks going against the Utah Jazz. Uh, Dallas resting pretty much everybody. Chris uh, Stapps, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, Luka Doncic all resting. Uh, Seth Curry is probable. Courtney Lee's out. And uh, Dwight Powell, as we know, is still out. And then for Utah, Mitchell is being considered questionable. Um, and then that's pretty much it. So some news to monitor. Dallas, we know what's going on. Uh, Utah, we're going to have to you know, keep our eyes peeled on that. But, I mean, with all these guys resting on Dallas, I think we have to have some interest in some of these starters. And who's the first one you're going to? Oh, man. Can you just run back who's resting there? I, I may have actually missed these bits of news. So just run it back for me. Absolutely. Luka's, uh, Luka Doncic is sitting. Chris Stapps is sitting. Doria fin- Dorian Finney-Smith is sitting. Whoa, okay. So that takes the three guys out that I had written down here. And that's the time difference that I'm dealing with uh, over here in Australia. I've missed this bit of news. So uh, I think with those three guys out, you have to have a look at Tim Hardaway Jr. Straight off the bat, um, the last time he played the Jazz, and and I had him listed here anyway, the the last time he played the Jazz, he had 33 actual points um, in in a 12 of 18 and five from 10 three-point performance. Uh, So with Luca out, Zinger's out. Uh, the shots have to come from somewhere here, Mike. W- what do you think? I think a lot of people are going to go to uh, like a chalk uh, Trey Burke. Uh, he seems to be getting a lot of attention in DFS as of late, especially when uh, one of these starters are sitting in the more shot attempts. And he's never shy either. So I wouldn't expect uh, him to draw fair ownership. He's a, he's a nice fair you know, price tag to be used as value. The one thing that always scares me is when it's simply just chalk Trey Burke. Um, it's very, very risky, but I'm with you. I think Hardaway, obviously, he should see a, a solid boost and, you know, showing that he can handle a ton of minutes. Um, not worried about that. Um, but I'll also be looking at a guy like Maxi Kleber. I think he's going to yeah. have to play a fair amount of center going against Rudy Gobert. Average yeah. is just about a point per minute with all these guys off the floor. And not a ton of usage, 15% usage. But um, if he's looking at 28 to 30 minutes at about a point per minute, uh, he should return about almost 6 to almost 7x value on his price tag. So, uh, he'd probably be one of the first guys I'm throwing in. You talked about Hardaway. Uh, the usage skyrockets, um, but he still averages less than a point per minute. And it's because we know Tim Hardaway's game. He's, you know, great shooter. He loves the chuck shots, but he's not doing much as far as, you know, rebounds and blocks and and and, and assists. And if he doesn't get a couple of steals in there, uh, he really needs to drop like 24 or 25 actual points to bring us back some really good value. Um, so I don't I don't know, man. I think there's, there's going to be value all over the play. I think the first two guys I'm looking at, would probably be Kleber, um, a little bit of Hardaway, maybe a small amount of Trey Burke, but I'd probably play more Seth Curry over Trey Burke. Yeah, cool. And Seth, you know, now that I'm aware of these uh, outs and and my apologies for that to everybody, but yeah, Seth Curry's worth a look here as well. As I said, you know, Porzingis gone, Porzingis gone and um, Luca gone. The, the shots on this team just have to come up from somewhere. So Hardaway, Curry, uh, Maxi Kleber is a good call by you. He's, he's going to get... Um, Definitely some more usage here in the minutes should be up. So, yeah. Yeah, and the only thing I would actually, you know, I, I didn't mention it with uh, with Seth Curry is that he was dealing with, um, I believe it was an ankle or lower leg injury. 
So last game was his first game back. He played about 20 minute, 21 minutes in it and mentioned it was slightly sore. So uh, maybe yeah. you, you might want to shy away from him just slightly uh, because of that reason. Maybe look more towards like DeLon Wright or Trey Burke if that's the case, just because uh, we, we really don't know if he's going to be able to handle 28 to 30 minutes. If he could, I'd, I'd prefer him over the other one. So. Yeah, and he, he just hasn't been that great anyway, Mike. He's uh, mm-hmm. not up, you know, he had this crazy shooting percentage coming into the bubble, looked like he was going to keep it up after that first couple of scrimmages, and yeah, it's just fallen away badly. Yeah, you're right. It's, it looks like he's been struggling mightily, but uh, let's slide over to this Utah team. I mean, the only thing we're keeping an eye on, like I said, Donovan Mitchell is questionable. If he sits, I think we uh, we kind of know what we're going to be looking at as far as what kind of guys we're going to be looking, uh, you know, going to, but Rudy Gobert is coming off a pretty big game. Uh, going against that Denver team, uh, came out, put up 22-13. and 13, And just the game before, they put up 21-16. and 16, So he's been on a little bit of a tear. Uh, 7,600, any interest going against Dallas? Oh, absolutely, yeah. He's the number one guy here for me at 7,600. Torched the Mavs in January for 22-17. and 17, And that was with Kleber on the court. So Porzingis out, Kleber's on the court. Here we go again. That, that's a real possibility. And... and and Rudy backed that up in, in February with 17 and 15. So uh, he, he's in a good spot here with uh, a, a decent price tag of 7,600. Um, I think he's just probably going to dominate, if um, especially on the boards here, Mike, if, if you know, uh, they're playing Cleaver at the five. I'm with you. I think it's a great play. I think uh, there's a lot of center options on tonight's slate, and I hope that he kind of flies under the radar uh, because at, at this very moment for, I guess, centers that are only center eligible – uh, he's he's my top center play on the slate. Um, yeah. When it's all when it's all said and done. Yep, I'd agree with that too. All right, Mike Conley's the other guy I'm looking at, but I'd be looking at him if Mitchell sits sixty one hundred. I think it's a great price tag. Um, I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind getting a little bit of a couple couple shares of him. And same thing with Jordan Clarkson. Uh, I'd probably leave Royce O'Neal. Ingles is always you know rock solid, but for four hundred dollars more, I'd probably take Conley. Uh, but other than that, it's gonna it's just really gonna be Gobert, uh, Conley, and a little bit of Clarkson if we hear that Mitchell's out. Yep, agreed. Um, not looking at Royce O'Neal on this one. Conley, you know, gets the boost if Mitchell sits. Uh, the price tag's fair. Yep, that that sounds good to me as well. Sounds good. All right, man. Uh, we're on to the third game. Toronto Raptors going against the Milwaukee Bucks. Really excited about this one. Um, should be a real great actual basketball game um, as far as injuries are concerned. <laughs> we don't know how good it's going to be do for DFS, but um, Giannis is probable. Uh, he's dealing with a toothache, and the Raptors have yet to release their injury report at the moment, but um, I expect everybody to play. Uh, they're on the second half of a back-to-back, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I don't think anybody would sit. They've been pretty good, pretty transparent about what they're doing. Um, so why don't you run us through this, you know, with Milwaukee, uh, seemingly healthy, looks like everyone's going to play, going against the healthy Toronto team where everybody's going to play. Uh, we'll break down Toronto first. Uh, we're looking at Kyle Lowry. He's been over that 8,500 price tag for a while. And I mean, I've been avoiding it, but can you spend it on them tonight going against Milwaukee? It's, it's a top tier defense, but also one of the fastest paces in the NBA. Yeah, the, the pace is good. Um, it's a tough one. Uh, 8,600 is pretty high for Lowry against the Bucks. Uh, I just think that's a little bit high in this slate. I think I think there's a better play coming up on the board that we're going to get to at, at point guard. Uh, I'd probably rather play, um, play Van Vliet at 7,300. That's a that's a fair whack indifference in in salary. So um, you know, even even that against the Bucks is pushing it though. We've um, it really depends who they're going to match up on him. If if DiVincenzo happens to get the start here at, at a shooting guard spot, then give me Freddie all day. I'm a bit worried about him having to play against Wes Matthews. Uh, I'll be cooler on him there. And um, around that 7,300 price, again, there's plays on the board slightly cheaper that, that come in better for me. What about you with those two guards? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm with you on Lowry. I think 8,600 is just a little too expensive for me. I'm not going to spend that. Um, Van Vliet, 73, very fair price tag. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not as scared off as the, of the Wesley Matthews defense as you are. I, I just think that, uh, you know, ever since that Achilles tear, I know he's, he's always been known for his defense, but, uh, dude definitely lost a little bit of a step, but Freddie's just been balling out in the bubble. So I don't yeah. mind spending the 7,300 on him. Um, you know, I think there's a few other guys that we might get to that we've already talked about that, that might be more worth it, but 
Um, it really depends for me on how you're game scripting it and who you're running back on the other side. Because if we're playing Freddie, I want to get either like a Chris Middleton um, or Giannis, or if we know Bledsoe's, you know, going to play a full allotment. One of those three. So I want to run it back with somebody big on the other side. Yeah, for sure. And there's a couple of names that I had in mind for, yeah, uh, later on. Absolutely. Oh, what about these bigs? Gasol, Ibaka, any interest in either one of those guys? Neither of those guys. Yeah, no, I think if any, if you're going to lean towards either one of them, probably Ibaka just makes more sense. But um, I'm with you. I don't really have much interest in either. Uh, you know, the one guy I think that I thought you were going to mention might be Norm Powell. Um, I could see him, you know, flying under the radar a little bit and, uh, you know, He's being a decent fan. me a couple of times, Mike. I'm, I'm struggling to get him get him in my thinking again. He's burnt me bad in, in a few. So, yeah, Norm, it's, great player. Love him. Not when you burn me every day, though. It's tough with with uh, Van Vliet and OG healthy. Uh, you know when he's in that starting lineup, he's commanding 14, 15 shot attempts, playing thirty plus minutes. You can you can have a little bit more faith, but when he's coming off the bench, you're really just hoping that you know one of those two guys between uh, or three between Lowry, Van Vliet, or OG get into foul trouble. And if that's the case, then you should see some extended run. Uh, so, but forty four hundred, I don't mind that price tag, and it would be a GPP play. And you're really taking a shot on just that that exact thing happening, but. We'll slide over to Milwaukee. Um, Giannis, 10-6. It's a pretty fair price tag for Giannis, under 11. You playing him? Yeah, not too, not too bad. But, hey, before we slide over to the Bucks, Ooh, what about um, Pascal? What about Siakam? Have you got any interest in him? No, I'm not going to play Siakam in this matchup. Um, I don't want to target him going against Giannis. I know he's coming off Giannis, of uh, you know, a fairly good game against Memphis. Uh, really finally broke out of that shooting slump and shot 56% from the floor. Uh, prior to that, I think he, you know, he pretty much had one game shooting over 50%. Everything else was under. Uh, so he really needed to kind of work himself out of the slump. I just don't expect him to keep working himself out in this defense. Cool, man. All right. Now that 10-6 price tag on Giannis, yeah. uh, could you afford that? Um, yeah, look, he's always potential to explode. Everybody knows that 10-6. I think there's better players on the board. Honestly, uh, if you're going to pay top dollar for someone, uh, Luca's out now. He was my absolute go-to here, but I still think that maybe LeBron at I think four hundred dollars cheaper might be the better way to go. Yeah, so I mean, it's for for Giannis again. This is cheesy and it feels like a cop out. It's always about the minutes for him. But uh, that game against Dallas came out there, you know, played uh, thirty-three minutes, and that was an overtime game. Um, so, I, you know, we got to keep an eye on those minutes, and I just don't expect them to go full bore, especially going against a team like Toronto. You don't want to give them two teams that could potentially see each other in the playoffs, uh, possibly in, you know, one of the conference finals games. So I wouldn't expect that we see, you know, Giannis play more than 31, 32 minutes absolute max, and if that's the case, I'm probably with you. I'd probably go with one of those guys over there in L.A. Um, should be a decent pivot option, though. And, again, if I'm playing maybe a Freddie, that's, that might be the lineup that I go with Giannis just to run it back with them. Yeah, cool. Fair enough. Look, I, I was worried about this matchup as well. You know, they're likely to come up against each other um, postseason, and and it just could be one of those ones where you know coaches and players don't want to go full bore at each other when they know they've they've got to play some serious series coming up. Yeah, I mean, I have I have a little bit more interest in somebody else on this team actually, though. But um, who is it? I mean, I think we got to look at Mr. Brookie Brook Lopez. Man, he's been balling okay. out. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's tough not to have a little interest in it. His price tag fifty three hundred, uh, thirty plus minutes in three straight games. Houston, Miami, Dallas, uh, and he's the lowest he scored was thirty DK points in those two of those games. He had forty six plus. Uh, so I mean, this isn't the easiest matchup, but you know he's going to be going against a few bigs between Marcus Saul, uh, Serge Ibaka. They you know Pascal's pretty pretty big himself as well. I think he's about six. So I, I could see, see myself getting a couple of shares of Brook Lopez at 5,300. Uh, if I'm not spending up on a guy like Bear and I need to save money, that's probably where I'd go. It's not a bad play. 5,300 is pretty good for Brook. Like you said, he's been balling out some some really good DK returns in the last couple. Just the matchup for me, um, oh, look, you know, that 25, 27 DK points shouldn't be a problem here. But the Raptors defense is just, Oh, miserly and they swarm all over everybody and um not a bad play I'll, I'll i'll note that one down yeah he's averaging just about like a dk point per minute against them in two meetings a season so he's averaging about 27 uh minutes against them over two games and he's averaging about 27 dk points so if he's playing 30 plus i think we can probably get a nice six seven x return 
Um, but there's always that upside that, I mean, we've seen them hit that 45 plus two times in a row. So I'm banking them on more for the GPP upside. I don't know if I would trust them necessarily as in cash. I just think there might be, you know, safer guys to go with just because we know that Brooke Lopez can, she does have a low floor at the same time. We plays with Giannis um, and Chris Middleton. Those guys command, I would say about 80% of the usage on the offense. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you said, um, uh, look, I think it's just good value. That's all. It's fifty three hundred. You know, for a center who's playing out of his skin right now, you you have to have a look. All right, man. Um, you know, I guess the only other two guys I think that are worth even mentioning right now. You know, uh, Chris Middleton, Blood. So I guess we could talk about Divincenzo too. He's cheap, thirty nine hundred. Uh, not the best matchup, but decent minutes. But any interest in Blood or Middleton? Not so much. Uh, I think uh, Bledsoe, even at 5,400, um, the minutes did come up in the last one, I think. I think he got 30 minutes in the last matchup versus the Mavs. So <laughs> that's not too bad at 5,400 for Bledsoe. Um, I just don't like him in the, in a, a you know, probably a slowdown matchup and facing Lowry and nah, not for me. I don't mind about 5,400 if, uh, if we know he's playing 30 plus minutes. Um, I would pay the 5400 for him, um, just knowing that I think his floor in this, if he's playing that many minutes, would probably be close to about 30 DK points, and that's immediately paying it back and have some yep. decent upside for more. Again, he, he he played fairly well in this matchup earlier in the year, two times that they played. He had, played 29 minutes in each game uh, and averaged about 35 DK points in those. So um, I don't mind taking a look at him at 5400 Again, I wouldn't probably play him with Burke Lopez. Um, I, I would probably look to play one of these guys as like a one-off. Uh, if I'm playing anybody on the Toronto side. And you can even play them even if you're not playing anybody on Toronto. I just feel a little bit better trying to keep this game close. Yeah, cool. I, I don't have any problems with playing Bledsoe at that salary. Obviously, it's pretty low for talent like him. I'm just not building lineups around him, not not with this matchup. No, I don't blame and, him. And, and the chance that his minutes, you know, may get managed again. I'm, yeah, not into him, that's all. No, and uh, again, there is some risk associated, so maybe just keep them in your GPP thoughts. All right, uh, we only have two games left, so uh, before we continue any further, just a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor, uh, MyBookie. Go check them out, guys. Use the promo code HOOPBALL to get them to match your deposit bonus, and then you got some free money to spend. You can go do get some action on some NBA games. Uh, some NFL games are going to be coming up soon. MLB is going on right now. I know... Uh, today, uh, you know, we heard all this news that these nets were going to be out and you had some decent time to jump on that. Once they all got ruled back in, there was, I think it was like a 10 point spread at one point. Uh, Paul George got ruled out and you could have jumped on some of that nets action and took it. Uh, you know, I don't, I haven't even checked cause we've been doing this podcast and how that's going, but that's what I did. I jumped on, I got a little action in there while the, while the gate was still open. So check it out. Use promo code hoopball, H O O P B A L L. But two games left, my good friend. We have the Indiana Pacers going against the Miami Heat. As far as the Pacers are concerned, Jeremy Lamb, Sabonis are out. TJ Warren's questionable dealing with right foot soreness. I would expect him to play. He was dealing with the same foot soreness and was questionable for Saturday's game. Wound up playing, balled out. Uh, And then for the Heat, Jimmy Butler's questionable right foot soreness. They did mention that he seems like he's on track to play. And then they said the same thing about Goran Dragic, who's also questionable with a left ankle sprain. Kendrick Nunn. Uh, will not play. He's probably going to be looking at playing Friday. He rejoined the bubble. I think it was on Friday or last Friday, and it takes about four days to clear. Uh, so he should be back for Friday's game. And that is all the news that we need to be concerned with. Uh, as far as a spread, they have not released one yet or a game total just because we are waiting to hear on a few of those Miami guys and TJ Warren as well. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, we're going to consider Warren's, Warren's pretty much playing. So we'll start with this Indiana team. Uh, if Warren plays 8,400, uh, it's a fair price tag, but who would you be targeting on this uh, Indiana team going against Miami? I feel like whenever these two teams play, it just like screams overtime written all over it. Oh, yeah, I love this matchup. This is going to be fun. And, uh, you know, uh, TJ Warren versus Jimmy Butler, is this going to end up in the car park? What do you think? Ooh, I could, I could see a little, I could see some scrum, uh, some skirmish going on with these two guys. I could definitely see him getting under each other's skin, uh, especially if he, like, accidentally steps on Butler's foot where he's just been, like, nursing a sore foot for two days. Uh, he always feels like when people trip him up, they do it on purpose. Yeah, accidentally in inverted commas, you mean? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I could say, hey, you know, it's all a mental game sometimes. you got to get in their head. 
I've been waiting for this one. I, I'm, I'm glad. I, I was a bit worried earlier in the week or on, over the weekend when they listed as questionable and it didn't look like maybe either of them would play. But uh, TJ got up against the Lakers and torched them. As you said, he's just having some kind of bubble. It's just ridiculous. Uh, first team all bubble. I heard someone <laughs> refer to him on Twitter, which was pretty good. Um, all right. So for the Pacers, I think, Miles Turner was questionable as well, but played last week, uh, the last game. And if he's still ailed, he only he only played about 25 minutes um, against the Lakers. So if he's still dealing with whatever that issue is, I'm I'm really not interested here against um, against the Heat. Uh, I don't want either backups either. Uh, you know, in in Batate or or Samson. If Turner, you know, even in, doesn't play, I'm not really interested in, in either of those guys. Um, I'll look at the the backcourt starters here, though, uh, Brogdon and Oladipo, especially if the Heat can't play their starters. Uh, you know, kind of questionable tags on Dragic, as you said. Brogdon at 6,900, Depot at 5,800. I think they're both in play, um, especially if they're going up either against Tyler Harrow or, or Duncan Robinson. So there are some better, you know, point guard spots um, than than Brogdon or better salaries on the board than Brogdon potentially. And, and, you know, you've already mentioned Mike Connolly. We've already talked about Eric Bledsoe and, and Jordan Clarkson. So they're all significantly cheaper. Um, Depot found some rhythm against the Lakers and, and the minutes are back up probably where we need to see them for that price. Hopefully they stay up. Um, so at the cheapest salary, 5,800 versus Brogdon at 6,900. I'll probably look at Dippo here. Are you looking at either of these guys? I think those are the only two guys I'd be looking at on Indiana as yeah. the backcourt. I think they're both priced fairly. Uh, Brogdon's rightfully 1,100 more, and it's just because we could feel a little bit safer with him. Uh, he's been commanding a lot of the usage. He's not knocking any rust off, it seems like. He's just playing really well. Shot attempts and usage will continue to be there. Played 39 minutes against the Lakers, too. Uh, three straight games or four straight games all above 33 minutes, so um, I, I would play either one of these guys, and I wouldn't, you know, feel too bad about it. I think they can each hit their cash floor. Uh, one of them will probably have, like, a nice 7 or 8x return, too. I wouldn't be surprised, um, especially if, like you said, those two backcourt guys are out and then end up drawing either, like, Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson. Both those guys are pretty lackadaisical. Lackadaisical? Uh, Go. There you go. Yep. There uh, we go. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled with that word, man. Uh, I'm <laughs> but so I'm good. I'm with you. I'm not playing Turner. Uh, I'm not going to play any of those other, uh, you know, other guys. And I probably won't touch Warren at 8,400. I haven't, I haven't been getting, uh, you know, a lot of action on the TJ Warren train. So I don't feel like I should just start jumping on this late in the game. Yeah, 8,400 still achievable, I think. But I just think there's there's better options out there. You can pay up a bit more for Giannis or pay down for Aiton. Aiton's uh, uh, DK, uh, uh, sorry, power forward eligible on DK. So I'd much rather DeAndre over TJ. Um, and you can even pay further down for um, uh, Siakam or Gallo or even Michael Porter Jr. So, yeah, no no TJ Warren in this one for me. Oh, TJ Warren for either one of us. So I like it. It's yeah. bold and risky and we'll probably end up regretting it and talking about it on the next show. But what are we going to do? Uh, 8400 expensive. Uh, Miami Heat now. So we uh, we know that if Butler Dragic both play, none's automatically out. Uh, Dr- Butler and Dragic both play, though. Uh, any interest in either one of these guys returning after both of them? I think Butler missed three games and Dragic missed two. Probably not Dragic so much. If he gets the start, maybe. Um, but I'll probably, out of, if I had to pick one of those two guys, and I'm probably not picking either, either um I'd lean towards Jimmy. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder with TJ Warren, and I like Jimmy in that situation. He's just an animal. Uh, I like angry Jimmy, and and he's, uh, you know, a chance to do it all over the court in multiple categories. So don't mind him. Um, Goran Dragic. Look, if he comes into the starting lineup and bumps Harrow out or something like that at 4,900, sure, fire him up. He's too cheap. But uh, otherwise, I may just leave him alone. What about you? Yeah, no, it's um, I'm a little I, I want to play Butler just because of the narrative in this matchup and everything. But coming off and nursing a sore right foot, I can't imagine that they want to push him too much. Um, first game back after taking a couple off playoffs right around the corner. Uh, so it worries me a little bit. The price tag is fantastic. If he comes out there and they say there's no limitations, he's good to go. I don't mind paying that seventy two hundred dollar price tag on him uh, out of bio seventy nine hundred. That's a fair price tag again. Um 
you know, we talked about a few other centers. I think I prefer, but I don't mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cross them off my list. Um, if everybody's healthy, I, I probably. I'm not gonna go back to Tyler Hero. Um, I probably won't go back to Iguodala either. Uh, we just get to see them both handling the ball so much when you know Butler and Drogic were both out. If both those guys come back in, uh, they'll still play decent minutes, but they're going to have a different role. Uh, they're not going to be bringing the ball up the court as much, and that takes a lot of their value away from me. So, uh, pretty much the only two guys I'm really looking at would be uh, Butler if and Drogic uh, and a little bit of Bam. Um, I wouldn't mind Olenek. Uh This isn't the necessarily the best matchup where I think we'll see him play a ton of minutes, knowing that. Uh, Indiana might just run T.J. Warren at the four, and then all of a sudden, what's Olenek doing? Uh, I, he'll get cooked by Warren. I don't think that would be the best idea for him. So I, I would expect probably another 22 to 23-minute type game for Kelly Olenek, especially with all these other guys expected to come back. Mm, yeah, you, you pretty much sound like you're reading off my notes over here, dude. I, I wasn't going to touch Olenek. He, he's priced okay at 5,100, but there's uh, probably better guys on the board, and, and I'm not playing him against his Pacers lineup. Bam, I'm, I'm a huge Bam, Bam fan. Uh, you know, he, he's just one of my favorite players to watch. He does a little bit of everything. Um, and I, I really like him here against the Pacers. And and if Miles Turner is limited, uh, I like Bam even more. He's, he's fairly priced, like you said, at 7,900. And, you know, he's got a really good floor. He, he rarely lets you down. And, you know, I think he, he's a spot to, to potentially, you know, save some salary at that center spot and, and maybe... Uh, uh, you know, pay down rather than one of the bigger centers. Do you do, uh, would you play Bam or Gobert? Uh, what was Gobert's price again? I think it was uh, very similar, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, 7,600 versus yeah. 7,900 for Bam. So, yeah, it, with the with the um, outs to Dallas, I'm probably playing, playing Gobert. Yep, and that's exactly, and, it, and that's makes, you know, Bam a great pivot. I think I, I, I feel the same way. Uh, I would probably play Gobert, especially in cash games. But for every, you know, three times I play Gobert, I wouldn't mind playing Bam as an off player uh, in a pivot because he's got plenty of upside in this game. And if you told me he outscores uh, Rudy Gobert tonight, it wouldn't shock me whatsoever. Um, yeah. And, if, you know, coupled with that, he'd probably be at an ownership of like 20% less than him. Uh, might not be a bad play. Yep, yeah, I've, I've always been a BAM fan. Now I'm an even bigger BAM fan, and uh, I'll continue playing him uh, if he's going to be priced like that. All right, brother. Well, anybody else? Are you ready to move on to this last game? We can move on. All right. For uh, Fifth and final game, Denver Nuggets going against the Lakers. Uh, as far as the Nuggets, we still have Gary Harris and Will Barton both out. The Lakers, Catavius uh, Caldwell Pope will be out, right foot contusion. Uh, Rondo still out dealing with that broken thumb. And then everybody else is probable from Alex Crusoe, Anthony Davis, Danny Green, Dwight Howard, LeBron James, and Markeith Morris are all probable to play. So, uh, you know, nothing really major, I guess, than, than we're used to seeing. We're pretty much used to all these guys on Denver sitting. Uh, that's when, you know, Michael Porter Jr. world started. Uh, but we'll start off with this Denver Nuggets team. And, you know, hey, why not start off with Michael Porter Jr.? 7,700. Kid's been balling. Uh, I mean, for at least 47 DK points over the past four games, boatload of minutes, shot attempts. Uh, are you playing him? Oh, it's, a, it's a real tough one for me. Um, I, I've been a little slow on the uptake here on MPJ. Um, I think I got him in, in that winning lineup that we chatted about last week. But um, uh, 7,700. Murray's back. Here's the thing. Murray's back. So yes, he's had huge returns. DK points of 59, 53, 54, and 47. That 47 DK points that came on 45 minutes in double overtime and Murray was back. So that tells me a little bit of some little something here about usage for MPJ when Murray's on the court. Um, Man, that price tag, 7,700 for that kind of return, the returns we've been seeing, it's, it's almost, too too hard to move away from him <laughs> what are you going to do with him i don't think i'm going to play him either i just think there's a couple other people on this nuggets team i prefer to get my initial exposure to uh 7700 i still think is a more than fair price tag though i, I don't mind i think um sooner rather than later you should be he should be first on this team in shot attempts and, and that's only ahead of jokic because jokic is going to be facilitating so much uh, but this kid's an absolute stud. I, I wouldn't be shocked if eventually, you know, at 8,100, even when these other guys return, I think he should just keep the starting role. Uh, no doubt about it. I hope he does. I really do. 
All right, man. Uh, the next guy, you know, the guy I'm kind of looking at is is Jamal Murray. Um, you know, he, he's coming back, uh, played 39 minutes in that last game, in his first game back in the bubble. He did say he was a little winded, and that's why he missed those two uh, late free throws. So, you know, I wouldn't expect his cardio to be there, but he was not shy. He dropped 53 DK points in that, almost triple-doubled. Um, but I mostly like him just because point guards have been having their way uh, with the Lakers. He played them three times this season. He's averaged about 37 DK points. So 7,100 is a fair price tag. So he's probably the first guy uh, on this Denver's Nuggets team I'm looking to get in my lineup. Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, Laker guards, uh, you can you can load up on the, the guys playing against the Laker guards. And Jamal Murray at 7,100 is more than fair. Um, the only issue for me is that that the last thing the Nuggets probably wanted when Jamal Murray came back was double overtime. 39 minutes in his first game back. Like you said, he, he had 53 DK points, I think. But I'm a bit worried about the, the minutes here. I also think he'd be pretty high-owned coming off that return. Um, and there's potentially other ways to play this point guard spot. You could you could pay up or pay down um, and just potentially avoid some uncertainty in what Jamal's actual role and minutes may be here. I, I don't I don't mind. I think I prefer Murray over uh, Van Vliet. There's a guy that's like very similar price that you could play at point guard. If I had to pick one of those guys, Brogdon, I think would be a little closer, but I think I have Van Vliet behind both those guys at the moment. Yeah, cool. Oh, look, I'm just I'm just concerned about what happens with Murray's minutes here. If he plays his you know full allotment, then yeah, let's go. That that's a great that, that's a great salary. I'm just a little concerned. Oh, absolutely, you have every right to be. Um, you know, I I just I the way I look at it is I got to eliminate some guys at my player pool, and I have to make some tough decisions. Um, and I I feel confident enough where. He's probably expected at least 32 to 34 minutes. I wouldn't expect 39, like you said, double overtime game. But uh, if he was able to play 39 in that, then he should be able to play 32 to 34 with no problem. And this is um, a, a pretty significant game. Um, you know, they want to probably test and see what they could do with most of their starters uh, going against this Laker team and get him back into this lineup and get him some continu- uh, continuity. So I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up leading the team in shot attempts just because they let him. Uh, they want to get the rust off. Shot only 10 to 25 in that last one. So. What about some of these peripheral uh, backup bigs? Millsap, Grant, uh, any interest in either one of those, knowing that this Laker team has a pretty big front court? Uh, Probably not Millsap yet, uh, coming back and and seemed to be on really low minutes versus Utah, so that's a no from me. But, yeah, Jeremy Grant, I've always been a fan. 4800 is a good price for him. It doesn't jump off the page, but... He's kind of an okay play. You know, that last, well, you know, if you land on Jeremy Grant against the Lakers here, sure, take him. I'm not against that at all. Yeah, and that's exactly how I felt about it. I'm not going to go out of my way to play him. Uh, but if I land on him, I don't mind him. I mean, he does make sense of this matchup. They're going to need some size in there. Um, so, yeah, give it to me. I don't mind. And uh, Jokic, I think, uh, is everybody knows, his great price tag, 9,100. It's just... He's been very passive since they returned to the bubble. He hasn't really been stepping out of his shell. That last game was a triple overtime game, uh, and he absolutely destroyed. Don't get me wrong, but 42 minutes it took for him to get there. He almost dropped a triple double. Uh, it's a tough matchup going against this team. He's averaging about 42 DK points in 33 minutes across three meetings. So the upside's in there. It's in there. But uh, we talked about a few other centers. You know, whether it's Bam, uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, Brook Lopez. There's a, there's a ton of other centers where I think I'd rather go spend with. And like I said, I, I think I prefer Murray. But um, are you in on Jokic at all? No, I'm not really looking at him here, no. Yeah, I actually don't mind taking a look at, like, Mason Plumley uh, as a dart throw GPP play. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, decent minutes. He's a great point-per-minute guy. They're going to need his size. Uh, he's at, He averages about 22 DK points almost against this team in two matchups this season. So at 3,600, if you're, you know, dumpster diving, you need to throw a low-owned GPP play and who knows? Maybe one game gets out of the game gets out of hand for one team. Uh, either side gets a couple extra minutes, or Jokic gets into foul trouble. There's a lot of avenues, but his his big point per minute floor uh, just gives him a base, a decent base, and a decent floor, even if he's playing you know 16 to 20 minutes. Yeah, it's a good call. I just personally, and this is just the way I structure. I just struggle to play those you know basement bargain price guys at, at the center position. He doesn't have power forward eligibility i'm pretty sure and yeah i'm just a bit worried about dumping it or losing the entire center spot to mason Plumley. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, DK, you could play too. There is that utility spot. So, yeah. Um, yep. I'm, I'm FanDuel, maybe not. And he would be strictly play. They don't play him in cash. He's one of those guys that you would expect, you know, less than 2% ownership on. And if you hit him on a night where he gets you 27 points or something like that, uh, you'll be in good shape. But that that's the that's the terminology with him. You know, when I say he can easily, he has a high floor or a high ceiling um, and a high floor as well. It's strictly for GPPs. It's not like you're going out there building your lineups around Mason Plumley. I do not <laughs> recommend that. No. All right, brother. Uh, we are on to this L.A. Lakers team. Uh, for me, it's always just two guys. It's LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Everybody else can kick rocks. Um, I don't trust any of them. I don't play any of them. Unless one of those other two guys are sitting. So it looks like they're both going to play. Uh, LeBron James, 10-2. Davis, 9-9. Which one do you prefer out of those two? I'm taking LeBron. I'm not in on AD, and um, I'm a huge AD fan. I, I just love his fantasy game and, and love his game as a basketball watcher as well, but I just can't play him at the moment. Something is not right with either him or a combination of that and the way the Lakers are structuring up around these two stars. It's just not feeling right to me. Um, he's out of sorts. 9,900 is always a fair price tag for Anthony Davis, but I want to see, I want to see a burst from him. I want to see a big return from him before I'm paying that much for somebody. For me, it's LeBron all the way. Yeah, I can't blame you. With the shot attempts being as low as they've been over the past three games, it's it's kind of hard to invest that kind of price tag in them. Um, if you know, if we knew he was taking his regular allotment that we've seen for most of the season, that fifteen to twenty range, sign me up. Uh, AD under ten k, my mouth's watered. But uh, until we see those shot attempts get up there again, and it could just be very passive play, getting some continuity with the rest of the team. I'm sure him and LeBron kind of know what they could do, and that the, this offense is going to run through them anyway. So they're just, you know, taking a step back, letting some of these, these other guys get warm um, prior to the playoffs. But I can't do it. I probably prefer LeBron James over him as well. Uh, you know, leave it there. I don't think I'm going to get any Davis. I don't, I'm not going to mess with that. Uh, I'd rather pivot to a guy like Giannis before I play Davis. Yeah, totally agree. I, I, I saw a stat. I think I saw it on Twitter or maybe it was dropped in one of the pods recently where um, – Basically, AD had the same amount of shot attempts in one game as Quinn Cook and Dion Waiters. Like that's that's not right. I'm not playing. I'm not paying 9,900 for someone who's putting up the same amount of shot attempts as those guys. Well, when you say Dion Waiters, or if it was like J.R. Smith and Dion Waiters, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Those guys shoot 30 times anyway. Uh, they just want to shoot as much as they possibly could. No, but um, <laughs> halfway joking, they do like to shoot. But. Yeah. I get exactly what you mean, and that, that's a dangerous thing when you're talking about those two guys. Uh, he, he, Davis should be one of the league leaders in shot attempts, not the other, uh, not behind Quinn Cook. Waiters. Um, any of these peripheral guys on your radar? Any like I don't, I don't like to play the guard roulette personally. No, I'd try to stay away from that. I mean, look, I've actually had a little success playing a, a couple of the Lakers guards roulette wheel but it's it's only because i need someone at really really low salary that i think can still hit value and let me back it up with a with a Giannis or a james harden or or, or a couple of those guys you know um that's the only time i look at the lakers uh, washing machine rotations um the only other guy i might have interest in is dwight howard uh, the minutes seem to be up. He seems to be playing over the top of JaVale McGee. It's probably still a no. And yeah, there's there's our other options at center. So look, the short answer there, Mike, is no. No, I'm not <laughs> looking at anyone else. He might be a better player than Plumley, though, now that I'm looking at it. He's actually cheaper, too. So uh, those guys are probably toss up, bottom of the barrel utility guys. Only if you, you know, maybe you're trying to get Giannis and LeBron in there and you need to do one of those guys or something like that. But. Uh, I'm with you. I wouldn't go out of my way to do it. So No, that's the only time I'm doing it. If I'm trying to get two of the higher price salary guys on the slate into one lineup, that's the only time I'm looking at those guys. Yep. I'm with you. All right, brother. Uh looks like we're pretty much we're pretty much all through here. Uh we got through those yeah. five games and uh just about forty eight minutes, so pretty decent. We didn't expect it to take the full hour when there's only five games on, but a uh, ton of injury news, and we still have a little bit, of, a little bit to monitor. But I think we gave everybody a nice little base start. That's that's our goal uh, to be like the first look on this thing for you guys. You know, you wake up in the morning, we take all that initial research right off your plate, give you a couple guys to keep your eyes on, and uh, tinker with your lineup a little bit throughout the day. That's the number one thing I always recommend to people is 
whenever you think you're done making your lineup, tinker a little bit more. It doesn't mean you have to like stick with those changes, but always try to see through all of the possible options that you do have. Uh, that way, you know, at the end of the night, you're not regretting it saying, gosh, why didn't I think of that? Um, That's exactly right. And and you can hear us do that on the pod as well. Michael come up with someone and I'll go, oh, hell, I didn't even think of that person. Um, and, you know, that's that's a, a really good way to look at it. You never finish looking until the actual ball goes up in the air. No, and actually you never, never lock it in and just set it and forget it either. Keep your eye on the news because there's those late scratches and we've been seeing more and more of those, whether it was Butler last week or uh, the whole Nerlens Noel and Stephen Adams thing today. Uh, a lot of people probably lost some money because of that. Uh, I know I, I didn't I, I didn't get to make the switch uh, as much as I'd like um, with, you know, the whole the whole Steven, Steven Adams and Nerlens Noel thing. I think I had Noel in one or two lineups, but uh, that's it, man. We'll let everybody get out of here. If you guys could, go give us a follow on Twitter. You can find me at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Brent, why don't you let the good people know where they can find you? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at Terrain72, so that's T. T-E-R-R-A-I-N-7-2. All right, brother. And, uh, you know, guys, we always do appreciate those those rate and reviews on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, YouTube, uh, anywhere you're listening to this podcast. It means a lot to us. So uh, take five minutes out of your day. I say five minutes, probably take it for 15 to 30 seconds. Uh, and to put a smile on our face. Don't you want to see us happy? Uh, that would be a nice thing to do, but... We'll be back tomorrow. I believe uh, it will be Santino on, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, don't exactly know who's on. I think we're going to be uh, we're going to be reworking some of the scheduling a little bit. I think your days are safe, Brent. Don't you worry. Uh, I know it's it's hard enough for us to kind of match up these times with you in the morning and at night. Uh, and I think these are our days now. No one's taken away. I know. I, I think I saw you when I jumped on with Santino that I uh, I cheated on you a little bit, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll keep we'll keep our days the same. We'll keep some continuity. Yeah, cool, man. Please do. It makes me sad when you hook up with Santino <laughs> on these spots. Put some Adele uh, on, close the blinds, <laughs> drink a glass of red wine. Don't um, do it to me. Ah, uh, no, 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 no. We want you. Uh, we want you rowdy. We want tequila. No red wine. No red wine. Uh, <laughs> but that's all we got for you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, good luck tonight. Let's go back out there and crush it from everybody over here at Hoop Ball. Uh, take care. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.